the most important thing that you can do to protect yourself from COVID and, frankly, any of the millions of germs that are surrounding us every day and every night is to build your immune system, to strengthen that up. Yeah, there's urgency talking about the testing and the drugs to be able to treat COVID, but the most important thing long-term for your protection is to build your immune system. Every individual has the power to create and maintain that, and it's all up to you, and it's not hard to do. I did a Facebook Live last week with Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, and the conversation was great, super powerful, super important. So I've got the audio here for you on a podcast. Dr. Teitelbaum is awesome, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review us and share this, please, because we need more people healthy and strong. Hi, so I'm Sarah Heiner, and I'm back here on Facebook Live with Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum today. And the name of the game today, so last week we talked about treatments and testing for COVID, but the thing is, more and more, there, the, the, there is, we start to talk about opening up the country, and they're talking about what if it comes back, what if it comes back? The number one thing for anybody to do for this, for all the germs that are out there, because there are other germs that we always get sick from, is strong immune. So I've been talking about it a lot on the bottom lining page, on my own personal page, on LinkedIn, wherever I can go. I've been talking about the importance of an immune system, strong immune system. So today, that's what we're talking about is how to strengthen your immune system and getting to understand it and really getting it to understand it. So let me introduce again, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. I'm going to again, read all my bullet points because he's got such a long CV. I have to be sure that I get all the details right. <laughs> so Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, who's joining us from Hawaii, board certified internist. He's a holistic physician and nationally known expert in the fields of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, sleep and pain, all of which have very deep connections to your immune system. The immune system is underneath everything and anything in our bodies. Um, he's the author of numerous books, including The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution. And bottom line is going to soon be publishing Real Causes, Real Cures. And we'll keep, keep coming back to this website um, and this Facebook page so that you'll see when we are launching Real Causes, Real Cures with Dr. Teitelbaum. Let me also say we have a free downloadable premium. If you go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash immune boost, we have a, a small free, just some of the top, top tips on how to boost your immune system beyond what we're going to be talking about now. Jake's, Jake has some um, items included in there as well, but go there. You can download that for free, and that will also help you a little quick reference beyond our conversation. Um, the other thing you should download, Jake has an amazing app, actually a free app for iPhone and Android called Cures A to Z. There's so much information, so much quick hit background, and just quick hit information on what you can do with when you have anything. I mean, I, there were, I scroll, 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 scroll. The number of things on there, Jake, is incredible. All right. Let's talk about immune. Um, as I said, having this strong immune system is vital to reducing the cost. So, so Jake, I've said it here. Now, why don't you give me your, you know, the, the Dr. Jake Teitelbaum summary on why is it so important for an immune system for coronavirus, not to say don't do masks, not to say don't social distance, not to say don't hand wash and all those things, but underneath all of it, the power of the immune system. Well, so here's the key. If you look at it, if you have a room full of people and you put a bunch of people with COVID-19 into that room, only one third of people will get it, even if they're all shaking hands and hugging. So this is not something that if you come in contact with it, you're gonna get it. Um, this means a lot. This means that by optimizing your own immune system, there's a two third chance that even if somebody sneezes in your face, 
you're just not going to get the illness. Can I clarify something on that besides right mm -hmm. now? The other day we talked about this and not right. The, the, um, the, the ability, the number of people that contract it, if you have it, the number of people that you'll give it to mm -hmm. right now, it's a third of the people that might get it in the room. Um, we had talked about that the flu, it's like between one and two people for every flu, flu person that has the flu, they give it to one or two people. Currently it's four to six for coronavirus. Right now, a third of the people that get it in the room, but that's going to go down in the future, potentially, as Absolutely. more as it's in the in the vapes and we get what's called herd immunity. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So you'll see with measles, it's, you know, each person gives it to 12 other people. But uh, over time, that goes down and the risk of getting it goes lower and lower. So you can't affect what everybody else has, but you can totally affect how your immune system is with it and make it that there's only maybe a one in 10 chance that you get it. And as importantly, if you do get it, uh, a study just came out today, 60% of people in one study who tested positive had no symptoms. It just, their body saw it, they said, oh, here it is, knocked it out, didn't even bother to let you know it was there and develop immunity. So, it, you know, if you watch the news, you're going to think that this is a death sentence. It's like the plague in old Europe where half the people died. And that's nonsense. We're looking currently that maybe one out of 300 people um, are going to die from this. And this is not that far off from the regular flu that comes around every year, next year, last year, the whole thing. So again, the media is overhyping this. The media likes to scare you because it's the only way I can get you watching 24-7. So step number one to feeling better is take do this Tai Chi move where you kind of calm and you center, breathe, reach out to the countryside, grab the remote control and hit off of news <laughs> media that's giving you a bunch of scary caca. It's just nonsense. It really is. It does not give you perspective. We will give you perspective today so you understand what really you do need to know to be safe and feel safe with this illness. Now, let's talk about the people that are the most vulnerable because, again, a third of the people, that's average across an entire group. That was This was a closed unit where, where this latest study came out. But there are some groups that are more vulnerable. They talk about immunosuppressed people and they talk about elderly people. Like, how concerned do they need to be and what what happens to them and again building your immune system but for if you've had all your um uh, your stem cells blasted out because of cancer or you're on major immunosuppressant <laughs> drugs anyone can be boosting their immune system yes yes so here's the thing part of being empowered is knowing what your level of risk is so if you're 30 years old and basically healthy your level of risk is really really low you may catch good chance you won't catch the disease if you get the disease there's a good chance you'll never know it and even if you know it it'll just be like a normal day-to-day -day flu that goes through and you'll deal with it and you'll be fine so for most of you that's the situation and i think so, also go ahead mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to know if you are somebody who is at high risk. So, Sarah, as you're saying, if you've been on immune suppressive drugs for chemo or organ transplants, um, you know, you want to take extra precautions and do more social distancing and maybe more of the other things we're going to talk about. But most of you, you're under 65, you uh, don't have the key risk factors for serious disease, which would be high blood pressure, diabetes. Now, people ask, why those two? What's a big deal? Well, but they both cause underlying heart and lung disease, but they both also impact something called ACE. It's a uh, 
it's a molecule that goes ahead and regulates blood pressure and lung function. So this is a, something maybe we'll talk about a bit later, but that's a key linchpin for this disease, both in terms of it being able to cause symptoms and as potential treatments to block it. Um, but also those who are over 65, if you have heart disease, heart failure, um, hypertension, obesity. So these are the things, age, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. If you fall into one of those categories, be a slow, come out slowly, so to speak, when, when we lift the blockade. But for the rest, go, if you get it, you get it, you'll be immune, which is what you want anyway. Um, and just follow, you know, follow the guidelines that this, the health departments will be giving. But you can be uh, free early if you don't even, have one of those things. Even those people that are in a higher risk category, that's not, that's not a throw up your hands and give up. In some ways, it's almost more important for them. We're going to, again, talk about these strategies for boosting your immune system. And this isn't, we're not even talking about what you should take necessarily. That'll be a piece of it. But there are simple things that you can do. But mm -hmm. this isn't, a, you know, if you've got heart disease or if you're, if you're overweight, it's not, forget it, I'm overweight. No, this is your opportunity. You can still stay strong, protect yourself. And simple things can make an enormous difference. Mm -hmm. um, if you're locked down, good time to do an exercise program. <laughs> And let me also remind people, if you have any questions for the doctor, type them on in through the Facebook page and uh, we'll try and get in whatever, as much as we can. We've got a very fancy system going on where they're being texted to me. Very high tech. I call it Flintstones technology. <laughs> Humans behind the technology. <laughs> um, let me talk about something very politically incorrect. All right. Because um, some people are starting to talk about racial aspects of this and that there's a I'll call it discrimination, that this is, um, that blacks are far more vulnerable to the disease. And they're putting it in race terms and the racial discrimination. Now, the facts are, clarify this, the facts are the blacks are getting at a higher rate than whites are, higher than their, their percent in the population. They're dying at a higher rate, but there's, there's always more under those data. You can't just go, it's anti-black. And I know this is politically incorrect, but it's important to understand why that's happening. Well, as it becomes time to come back out in society and open up, this is one more risk factor to be aware of. So where 13% of the population is black, 33% um, are, of deaths are occurring in black people. So we can come up with a number of things that are going on, but one, blacks are much more likely to have hypertension uh, in part because that angiotensin molecule tends to reflect more and, and Native Americans, you'll see higher risk of diabetes. So they have the more of the risk factors. Also, it's more stressful, you know, living in poverty, things along those lines um, can make it harder for people. You're making, you're now presuming that most blacks are living in poverty and I don't really want to go there, but there is a higher incidence, there's a high incidence of obesity among higher black populations. Similarly, obesity. There was um, down in Louisiana, where also they don't, they have high obesity, they have high diabetes, that there's, there's other things going on. It's not race centric, it's lifestyle centric, a lot of the stuff. And the diabetes is connected to the obesity, which is connected to a lot of the food choices and lifestyle choices, et cetera. Exactly. For example, drinking one can of soda, 12 ounce can of soda, will suppress your immune defense system by 30% for three hours. Uh, same for 
fruit juices, which have exactly yeah. the same amount of sugar as soda. So go with vegetable juices. And the diet has its own issues, diet sodas, but I don't think they suppress the immune system and cause as much of the other problems. You told so me this want... the other day. I was shocked at this stat. This stat. And then I sent you something last night. So there was someone that posted something on Facebook. This here was an easy at-home recipe called suicide at home, right? Because it was here's how to make a cake. Okay, I'm just sharing this. This was the funniest thing. Assorted cake mixes, and then if you add different flavors of soda, cake mix plus a can of soda, and you have an easy to eat make cake. Perfect, right? And all having had these conversations with you, all I'm looking at is that it's like. Suicide. These are the same people that are running around with masks and washing their hands and wearing gloves all over the place. Yeah, it's insane. So a little bit of common sense helps. So it's, you know, again, if they're just having that for dessert, God bless. You know, the main thing is people having sugar as a main dish, which is more and more. But just have common sense. Look at the label of the food you're eating. Look at the grams of sugar in that little nutrition box. The little nutrition box is the only thing on the label that's truth. Everything else is advertising, otherwise known as a fiction. That little nutrition box has to have the truth. You look at grams of sugar, divide by four. That's how many spoons of sugar per serving. And then let your own common sense guide you from there. All right. So can you draw a picture? And this is kind of my new thing. People understand lungs and lungs are broken. They understand hearts and hearts are broken. Immune systems are more amorphous. And I think it's hard to address something that you can't picture. You kind of know it's there, but you don't, you can't really touch it, feel it, test for it, etc. So can you draw kind of a, you know, a, a Dr. Teitelbaum classic illustration so that people can start to think about who and what they need to help? Well, so here's the thing. If you want an overview of the system, it, it's kind of like the armed forces in the military. We have the Navy, so the Navy is what's called IgA antibodies. This work on the moist surfaces, kind of like the mouth and the lungs, areas that are moist. And those are our first defenders. When the virus comes in, the IgA, which is the Navy, will go in, tackles them, usually kills them. And, and only, well, where do IgA people live? <laughs> well, they're made in different cells in the body that okay. are basically the immune cells. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but these are the defenders that are sent out. So here's the key thing you need to know to keep that part of your military defense system strong. Boats don't work in dry dock. And if you're dehydrated, your IgA can't work on the moist surfaces of your mouth. So you're going to have those. And then you have the IgG, well, the IgM. And those are like the SWAT team, the Marines. They come in, they learn how to go and quickly hit the thing. They figure out where its weaknesses are. And you go, oh, if you hit it here, bam, you kill it. And so those come out quickly. And IgM and is once the, the um, virus gets into you. Yes, once it gets, it gets the past IgA the Navy. The is kind of before, right? And then yeah, the, the IgM is once it's in. Exactly. Those are the first defenders of the IgA. And, and only if they get past that, the next level of defense is your SWAT team, your Marines that comes out and kills them. Um, and that's what the IgM test looks for. When you see the SWAT team, the Marine out, you know you have an active infection. But then they go and they teach the grunts on the ground, all the infantry and the rest, what they need to know. So that you become immune because then at first sign of seeing that little bugger, they know how to kill them before they can multiply enough to become a problem. 
and that's what immunity yeah, is. And we're starting to talk about, you know, you're hearing about these different tests and you hear about the swab test to see if you're sick, but you're hearing about these antibody tests. So these mm -hmm. IgM, IgGs, the, the um, warriors, and then the, the grunts, you know, the long-term mm -hmm. grunts that are staying there to keep, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're the uh, post-war safety patrol mm -hmm. to keep you okay. safe long-term. Exactly. And then there's one last piece that's pertinent here that's important to know. So anytime you have a, a big army, you have to have a control and command center uh, that does the communications and make the decision. That little center is right above the heart. It's called the thymic gland. And it produces the hormone called thymulin. We don't hear about it much. Doctors don't even think about it much. But for that thymulin to work, there's one mineral that is critical, and thymulin is zinc dependent. And it's funny, this is from the research with AIDS, that a lot of the immune deficiency in early AIDS comes because the chronic virus causes a lot of urine to go out in the zinc, so you be, zinc to go out in the urine, so you become zinc deficient. And that is actually what causes the immune deficiency. Um, and I was in medical school when AIDS was first coming out, mm. and I took a look at you know all the immune changes in AIDS, and I, I, something struck me, and I said, I, I saw this pattern before, and I looked up a genetic disease called acrodermatitis enteropathica, blah, blah, blah. It's basically a horrible zinc deficiency that's genetic. And I put down the list of the deficiencies in both, and they matched. I was like, mm. oh. And then I pulled the research and you see that the, when you have chronic infections, you get zinc deficient. Or if you have a standard American diet, you get zinc deficient. And then the research showing thymulin was low, but oh, nope. It was actually low because the zinc wasn't working. You added zinc and the thymulin was actually on overdrive. What this boils down to is by simply optimizing zinc. And that's why I'm telling people 50 milligrams of zinc a day for one month just to prime the system. More is not better. 50 right now, just while they're fighting? 50 right now, just to get your body ready. And then I'll go with Anyone 15. Anyone that shouldn't or can't take that? Nope. Yeah. And then I'll go with 15 milligrams, one five a day ongoing, because that's optimal for maintaining healthy immunity. I'll go with 500 milligrams of C and some D. Um, and then at first sign of the infection down the line, I'm going to hit it with 50 milligrams a day of zinc again and 2,000 milligrams of C until the infection passes. So these simple things will take your immune system and put it on ready, alert, and ready to kill those buggers. It will keep you safe. Um, and then the other little piece that we're talking about is the cytokines. You hear about cytokine storm, and that's when people are on ventilators because their lungs are failing. Well, the cytokines are the immune system's communication system. And what happens, you want cytokines, you want them working well, but when they become overwhelmed and poorly functioning, that's when you get cytokine storms. So these simple things that I'm gonna talk about today will keep a lot of people make it much less likely to go into cytokine storm. And we'll talk about, you know, cause you're gonna hear this thing, well, you wanna boost immunity, but oh my God, that's gonna throw you into cytokine storm. No. Well, and, and, I've optimized also, immunity. and I've also heard people say that you can give yourself an autoimmune system, an autoimmune <laughs> disease if you boost your immune system. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How hard do you exactly. have to work? And besides which, the thing to think about, I don't know anyone, maybe you, not even me, that has an immune system that's really kind of operating right at, up at capacity, you know, at, at optimal, that we're all constantly kind of running on a little bit of depletion. So this is all just, how do we get up? How do we make ourselves strong? How do we get 
you know, battle ready and to yeah, be battle ready. Yeah, don't worry about strengthening your immune system. Your body will like it. It's things right. that confuse <laughs> right. the immune system that cause you autoimmune right. and, and other problems. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, and I think I like the idea of imagining an army within me that I have to feed and I have to sustain. There are all these little little guys running around inside and they're reliant on me for their for their strength and abilities. Yes, and you're the chief of your own army. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today right. is how you feel and what you think is actually directing your immune system. You right. are the commander in chief of your own immune system. You just don't know it, but you we're, will today. <laughs> we're so empowered. <laughs> this is we are. That's about the empowerment <laughs> hour, apparently. All right, let's. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the, what those are. And again, you talked about this is not about. I've I've done other podcasts and discussions about foods that are healthy for you, and we'll talk a little bit again. You mentioned the zinc and the C, but actually you really want to focus on the emotions and the power of those. And, um, you know, like number one, you, you said to me a number of times, the importance of feeling safe. Talk about that. Well, here's a little thing. When I was in medical school, I paid my way, my dad was dead. So I was paying my own way through school. And that meant that I was working as a nurse in children's hospital. And as part of my training, uh, so I could do the, when they put me on the burn unit, uh, so I could do the dressing changes and have it be more comfortable for the kids. I was taught hypnosis by my psych professor. Um, and one of the things I learned, uh, was taught, was that if you get a burn, um, and you go into a quick hypnotic state and just let it know that, there's no injury. Don't worry about it. You won't blister. Blew my mind because right. I'm, I'm a butterfingers by nature. I burn all the time and, and I get these big old fat blisters. I'm going, oh my God, look at that. Um, and as soon as I would do that, no blister. The skin would turn white and hard and fall off because it was dead. And what we learned was that the psyche is directing the immune system. So if you're going into a common centered space, uh, you can kind of let the psyche know. So right now, what people are in is in this, oh my God, be very afraid, be afraid of everything. You can't see it, you have no protection. And it's a, this panic mode. And if you can imagine an army on the battlefield in panic, uh, how ineffective it is and how cytokine storm overdrive it is, as opposed to kind of you have a leader who's strong, calm and centered, focused, and they walk out on the field and say, okay, men, let's do this. And all of a sudden, everybody's working together and it becomes a very powerful, effective army. So the media would have you be panic, panic, run everywhere. Turn it off. It's nonsense. So that's all very well and good. And I agree with you. Turn it off. But meanwhile, I go to the dog park and everyone's mm -hmm. wearing their masks. And you go, the, to go to the grocery store is now the most stressful thing going. You feel right. bad if you go near anyone. Everybody's nobody's talking. They've all got their heads down. It's the it's the yeah. most intense thing. I agree. So how do you so how do we help people? What can they do to help them feel safe in this world where it's all anxiety? You know, it's like the all anxiety all the time channel, right? So what is how how do they feel safe when all they're hearing is you might get sick, you might kill someone. If we if we get out of outside, it might come back. How do we, how, what can they do? 
the truth and simply having perspective, which you're not getting if you watch the all fear channels. So the perspective, as I said earlier, there's less than one in 300 chance of this getting you and, and killing you. And, and any given year, you figure we live 100 years, you know, and optimistically, in any given year, there's that same odds of something killing is no different than any other time. There may be a little bit of a bunching up, mostly, again, if in the very high, the elderly and high risk categories. So if you're not in those, you know, it's funny, my wife liked to say with a mask, because the mask doesn't protect me from other people. The mask protects other people from me, because if I cough, I won't aerosolize it but out there so she said well wearing a mask it's kind of like you're saying i love you right i care about you I, this isn't helping me but i love you so you know so simple things first of all you are safe you know you're a little more likely to die of covid this year than in a car accident so big what you know how much do you worry every day about getting out of the car in the house and getting in the car or even in new york and walking down the street whatever it is but the you know, you're more likely to die this year from hepatitis than you are from COVID. Or right. do, do you or worry so many every, other things, right? Yeah, do you worry every day that oh my God, hepatitis is going to get me? This whole lockdown isn't because the virus is so deadly. It's just because it overwhelms the healthcare system because it puts people on ventilators. That's why the lockdown. And because nope. it came on quickly because it was contagious and no one had any immunity nope. to it. No herd immunity. So, so eventually we're going to need to get that. And go ahead. So someone asked a question about, do you think we should go out and go back to normal without, or it says without testing, but like when we go back out, I'll get back to the without testing later. I don't, um, but when we go back out, there's still like, is everybody now going to be running around with masks forever? Are we ever going to be able to go back to eating you know, do New York restaurants now have to empty their restaurants of half the tables? Is Do we now have this environment of, you know, a, a psyche of six feet of space, no matter what, where, and how we do things? And is, that, and is that sane? And do we need that? Again, we've had all these germs around us forever. And then this one suddenly has everybody realizing, oh, no, we might get sick. Well, here's the lucky thing. We are not the first country to have this. We have half the world that we can watch who is about two months ahead of where we are now. And each of them will have their own way of coming out and, and we can watch and see what works for them. So we can learn from that when it comes time. We don't have to be totally guessing. Right now they have to kind of guess. But the bottom line, like I said, is if when it's time for the coming out, there's going to be a thing where if they're sensible, those who are at low risk, those who are under 65, who don't have diabetes, heart disease, or obesity, it's going to be reasonable for them to be coming out, developing the herd immunity. Yes, some people will get it. Yes, one or two people out of the 100 million will die, less than in the car crashes, but the news media won't talk about the car crashes, but that one part, they're going to drive you nuts with it. People die every day. Well, and there are treatments. They're, you know, they're, and, they're, they're in testing phases, but they're mm -hmm. definitely, you know, the, the hydrochloroquine and I don't know what, I don't want to digress into that because we spoke about it the other day. Watch our other, watch our other video. It's on, it's on Facebook in the videos, but well, there are things there, seconds. right. 
you know, okay. I mean, there are things that are developing. Right. We have a, the Plaquenone and the Zithromax, and these are very promising. Again, combined, they're going to talk about abnormal heart rhythms, but that's just in people in the hospitals who have had heart attacks from the COVID. This is the sickest of the sick who really need it. But we should have the really solid research in about a month. But the early research is very, very suggestive. For me, I already have it. If I come down with symptoms, I'm taking this, and I'm, I feel very safe because of that. And the vitamin C and the zinc that we talked about, and you know, the again, you can make this mild. It's it, this doesn't have to be any more risk than the higher than the normal flu. So when it's time to come out. Those of you who are at the relatively low risk, I think it's reasonable to come out. Um, and again, the health department will guide on whens and wheres. Um, initially, we may wear masks for a little bit just until they get comfortable that, okay, this is it's safe to be out. And then people are going to start tossing the masks appropriately. Uh, then the restaurants will start opening. They'll open to areas that have maybe 30 to 50 people, but not more than that in a small area. What will come last will be rock concerts and having 200,000 people in a closed-in area. But again, I think it's important, for back to the point of safety, and then we'll go on to these other kind of emotions that, that drive it. You feel safer when you know there's a treatment, when you know there's something you can do that even if you get it, okay, do people freak out every year they get the flu? What do we say? 20 to 50,000 50, 50, people die a year from it. 20 to 50 million get it every year and nobody blinks twice. They just go, oh, it's part of the flu. So exactly. if we can get to that, that place on this, this is different, but it may come again. You may get it. And that there are treatments, which, oh, by the way, there are treatments for the flu. Like they're, they're coming up for, for the treatment for this. That should put people so much more at ease and feel empowered and confident and safer to your point about safety. Excellent. And that's a really good point, right. sir, that the, there wasn't the scare motivation to like come up with the treatments. And um, in time, I suspect that the, the coronavirus, you have to understand the cold, the common cold is coronavirus. Oh no, don't, don't say it isn't so. We don't panic about it right. because it's no big deal. And right. in time, we're going to have the tools we need so that the coronavirus 19 is no more big of a deal than the common cold coronavirus. So it's, it's not like this new, oh my God. It's just, we're getting the learning curve. We are like the IgM antibodies. We are the first responders learning how to handle this. It's going to take us a couple months and then it's going to settle be fine. down and then it'll become normal. Yeah. Let's talk about the next level. So there's feeling safe or feeling not, not stressed, not dangerous. Next, next comes happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. And what does happiness and joy and laughter and all of that do? It's so healing because understand too, that the cortisol, the adrenal stress hormone is one of the kind of the grand orchestra conductors for our immune system. And Again, it's okay for stress, it's healthy stress, um, but when the stress feels good, the immune system is at its optimal. I mean, it's like I talked before about good stress versus bad stress, skydiving. I had fun skydiving where my wife, it would be, you know, she'd rather like, <laughs> yeah. I like your wife. <laughs> So she's awesome. One day you're going to come over here and how okay. I have a Mai Tai meter, um, you know, if you like. So the... The bottom line is that happiness, being calm, 
joyful, centered, watching comedies instead of murders on TV, just things that are lighthearted and fun. It lets the immune system get into place where it gets organized. Your immune system knows what it's doing. The funny thing about the a good army with command and control is for day-to-day -day stuff, the commander-in-chief, uh, the lead generals, don't have to be on the field. They leave their soldiers alone because they know their soldiers have been trained well and know what they're doing. And if you're just in a place of being calm and centered and happy, your immune system is going to kill most anything that doesn't belong there. It so just makes it very powerful, as opposed to feeling overwhelmed, which is not a very good place. So it's funny. So as people are binge watching things, you mentioned, you know, watching a comedy and mm -hmm. my family teases me because I'll watch the Hallmark channel when I, when my stress level is high. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same. My husband walks in, he goes, Oh, I know what's going to happen. But <laughs> it's so inane, but mm -hmm. they're like, it's pure, like just, I don't have to be stressed about it at all versus, you know, I look at a lot of the, the series that people are binge watching and it's death and drugs and, you know, terrorism and counterterrorism and evil. And I find that so anxiety raising. So as you're thinking about what movies you want to watch, what, what programs you want to binge watch, what you can do to find those moments that make you smile. Yes, smile and happy and laugh. And, you know, things that feel good, that are fun. You know, it's funny, my wife likes to go to sleep now she's watching Friends for like the 400th time going through right. the series. Yes. And that's okay. When she used to sleep watching Family Guy, I was a little more concerned. But, that's, you know, <laughs> uh, you know um, it, yeah, happy stuff, light stuff. This yeah. is a time for lighthearted stuff because the news media has making stuff up yeah. to scare you. It's just what they do. And, well, ignore. and, and I always say this yeah. is the simplest thing to do to make you feel good. Just smile. Yes. And that, like, even if you force <laughs> a smile, it feels good. Like everybody out there, take a moment and smile. Like force yourself now, touch your shirt, and see how you feel. Because you can, I can feel my body shift when I'm smiling, and I can feel when I'm tense. And my whole, it all just gets heavy versus. Uh, yeah. Sarah, that's just funny because the reason I was smiling right. is because as a doctor, I'm on, I've been coming to the conclusion that just smiling can heal so many things. You know, it's I, I find when I smile, I, I'm in the no, in the moment, and I notice like the birds, and I notice different right. things. Um, and it's funny for me; it feels like there's a secret that my heart knows that my mm -hmm. mind has been covering up with all of it. Right. It's like, and that it feels like almost my soul is in on the secret, and it's like the two of them. And I'm, you know, the smile. It's what comes in is incredibly healing. And I know that may sound funny, but as Sarah said, try it. Just take a moment and just smile. Let yourself smile. Yeah and watch what happens. It's yeah, just, incredibly healing for your body. Yeah, just to start paying attention to it. Now on the flip side, you talked about it a little bit, but let's talk again. What's happening to your body on the flip side with all those stress, when you're angry, when you're having an argument, when you're scared, all those cortisol rushes, what's that doing to the immune system? Well, in short term, the anger is good. And it's good, I mean, you know, people talk about bad emotions. Right. There's no such right. thing as a bad emotion. Right. You know, it's it, the question is, does that emotion feel good to you? And my wife can vouch for me that I love a good self-righteous sissy fit. I mean, I'm just off the wall. <laughs> but you come uh, off of it. Like you vomit it and you're done. Exactly. And then, right. but, and then pretty quickly I've let right. it out and it's done. So here's the trick is to, when that feeling stops feeling good, 
you can even be watching horror things as long as it feels good. But when it stops feeling good, that's your body's way of saying it's done. Let go of it. Um, because the the chronic stress makes your cortisol levels, the stress hormone adrenal levels go up and stay high and too high and too high. That aggravates actually the blood sugar. That can lead to diabetes, it can lead to high blood pressure. Um, and it what also does that do to our warriors? suppresses your immune system. It starves our warriors. Yes, that's why for immune suppressants, we give high dose prednisone which is like the cortisone, the adrenal mm -hmm. hormone, to kind of put them to sleep. And you don't want to be putting them to sleep. So yeah. ditch the soda, ditch the stress, right. hug your honey and smile. Here's the other thing I realized. So yeah. if there's anyone out there that can tell me that they haven't had some family blow up since you've been home. I mean, especially when you're now in close quarters, you're stuck, aside from you, Jacob, who sounds like, you know, you and your wife are just, you know, love American style. Oh, I, I, th but, I think the neighbors would disagree from me. Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> thank God you're normal. Well, we are too. The Heiners are normal. So, you know, you have these blow ups and the important thing, like just advice, like solve it. Even if, if you think that they were wrong and, and, you know, that kid that's living back at home, they never do what they're supposed to. And why are they being so annoying? Get over it. Apologize, kiss and make up talk it through because I like just having that yuck that you're now living in in close quarters and we're all stuck and everybody's frustrated. So it's, it's stop stifling. I realized like anytime I've had, we've had a couple of blowups in the last, what's it been six weeks. So we've had two blowups. That's not so bad. Um, but I need to get over it. We need to clear it really fast because it's, it feels so bad. So I encourage anyone that's out there, go kiss and make up. Right? Yeah. And it, could progress beyond even right. kissing, in which case that has its own health benefits. Well, they say makeup uh, sex is the best. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stole that line from a movie, but yes. <laughs> right. um, let's talk for a second. Let's, oh, let's talk about sleep, actually. All right, so there's the emotions, but then talk for a moment about the importance of sleep for your immune system. Remember, we talked about cytokines being the communication system. Just like the hormone is our body's communication system, the cytokines are the communication system for our immune system. And sleep is when that whole system kind of reorganizes itself, restores itself, finds its balance again, and optimizes. And it's funny, uh, in chronic fatigue syndrome, part of my early research, um, was finding that one of the most quickest ways you can immune suppress an animal is to sleep deprive it. And right. it just sleep is, has a profound impact on immunity. So if you want to optimize your immunity, um, after you have the makeup sex, then have eight hours of nice, restful sleep. Uh, eight hours sleep a night is optimal for most people, but everybody's different. See what feels the best, but make the time for sleep and your immune system will be on a top game. Do you have any? Um secrets for people if you're if they're having trouble sleeping if they're you know because the stress and anxiety is giving them a hard time falling asleep or waking in the middle of the night with their brains going like crazy yep so here's the thing if your brain is wide awake and racing at bedtime um then uh, phosphatidylserine 100 to 200 milligrams before and about 90 minutes before bedtime uh will bring down that's when your cortisol levels are too high your stress hormones too high so you can't sleep so 60 to 90 minutes before bedtime that will bring it down and if your mind is racing at bedtime that tells you that's the issue what if they don't have that in the house can they eat like something that has tryptophan in it or protein or something no. but you can you can go ahead There's they're all stranded a, now 
Uh, there must be something that's second best. Well, you, you can take some chamomile tea yeah. if you want that. And that actually can be very helpful if you have a good chamomile tea, it can help put you to sleep. Um, but you can go online. There's revitalizing mm -hmm. sleep formula, melatonin. These are not hard to find, even if you just go to like the Safeway and you're, you're going to go mm -hmm. shopping sometime. Uh, melatonin actually seems to have activity against coronavirus, by the way. So I personally. So you were saying? I, forget, I take five yeah. milligrams of melatonin at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Uh, the revitalizing sleep formula. Um, I sleep like a, a puppy. Most people find that that simple mix of herbs will do it. Um, but mostly, again, it's not so much a matter of taking something. When your child is ready for bedtime, you have your four-year-old, you don't have it watching horror movies and saying, now back, go to bed, honey. It's like, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, and we are just big kids when it comes to that. So create a bedtime routine. Um, if you have some Epsom salts, you can put two cups of Epsom salts in a tub of water and soak. That'll relax your muscles right down. Have a glass of wine. Yes, one or two drinks before bedtime is okay. Excessive. More than that may disrupt sleep, but it's okay to have your night cap. Um, even a little chocolate, even though the chocolate is a bit of a stimulant, reward yourself. Get a good tasting one. Get one that's uh, steep and sweetened. Light some candles. Put on some quiet music. This is your time. Lock the door. Have your adult bedtime routine. And you'll find that after you do that, your body takes the cue that it's time for sleep. And get off and the screens. You'll, uh, you'll, yes. You can watch something on TV if it's lighthearted and you've seen yeah. it 10 times before. I was on the blue light, though. If it, if... Uh, yeah, blue light's not good. But yeah. the, phone, the phones nowadays automatically set themselves. You can have a setting to yes. tone that down at night, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, how about so people? We everyone's been stuck at home, and I've heard about the importance of having a, a sense of purpose, right? So that you know, versus a feeling of helplessness. So right mm -hmm. now, there's a grand feeling of stuckness, of helplessness in a lot of ways. Even the people that are working, like it's really hard to to think about life afterward. So how important is it to, to remind yourself of your life's purpose, of life afterward, what you can be doing so that you have a reason to get up? A lot of people sadly you know, are not able to work and are a little you know, kind of spinning. So it's only important to do that if you want to live. Yeah, um, I find in my practice, I've been doing medicine a long, long time, when people lose a reason to want to stick around. It's kind of like the credits are move, running on the TV. On the, if you go to a movie and at the end of the movie, the credits are starting to run, it starts to get kind of boring and people get up and leave the theater. Mm -hmm. And if you have nothing that's giving you joy, it's like, okay, this movie's kind of done and on to the next one. Why am I hanging out here? So it's good to find things that they don't have to be world changing, it's just what gives you pleasure. So if you're not able to go to work, well, you're able to get four months of unemployment at a pretty good level now compared to regular. So you actually want to think of this as a four month vacation. And then instead of sitting there like this, figure, okay, what would I do if somebody, I want to contest and I got a four month vacation. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? And you start finding things that you love and things you enjoy, whether it's going into art or whether it's just watching funny movies or whether it's chasing your wife around and that's my hat and whatever it happens to be, right. you know, just let it be fun. See what feels good. I keep saying what feels good. And I want to acknowledge. The immune system wants is what feels good. It doesn't care what you think so much. And I want to acknowledge that it's hard to do a lot, you know, that 
it's hard to say I'm on a four month vacation when you have financial issues, when you have no money coming in the door and you're not able to pay the rent, but you're, you're at home anyway right now. So you can either spend the time worrying, 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 or filling that time with something constructive that. And understand though, the, even though it may feel like I don't have the money coming in, you're not alone in this. You've got the whole world in the same boat with you. So it's not like it's just happening to you. And if you sink, who cares? They're going to be having to do things that take care of everybody, even if for their own self-interest, they need to do that because the people who collect the rent and the mortgages are going to make sure it happens. Yeah. And everybody is pitching in on that level. All right. So I have a question from someone about their bad dreams and Corona. Like they've got, like their bad dreams have worsened through Corona. Okay. So two things with that. Number one, if your blood sugar drops at night, it can trigger nightmares. So what you want is a one ounce protein snack because we have adrenal fatigue where the stress handlers just get exhausted from all the stress. And you'll tell because during the day you're going to be hangry, irritable and hungry. And that, that tips you off you need adrenal support. And at nighttime, uh, you'll find you're wide awake at that time. And then in the middle of the night, your blood sugar plummets. Eat a hard boiled egg or two, anything protein, not carbs, but meat, fish, and one or two ounces of protein will keep your blood sugar from dropping in the middle of the night. That may settle down the nightmares. Beyond that, a funny thing about nightmares, nightmares, uh, when they're not biochemical like that, are almost always a harbinger of emotional growth. So they're uncomfortable, but it's kind of a re-coming together of the different parts of your psyche. Um, so even though they're uncomfortable, know that there's something good coming from that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was thinking this morning, um, you know, the parallel of the big fires in Yosemite years ago, mm -hmm. and where, you know, out of the ashes comes new life. And that I think that yes. there are going to be so many changes in our world mm -hmm. uh, for I good. I think we're really learning a lot of important lessons through all this. I think so. It's going to shake up the old yeah. stuff that was hard to change before. Yeah. And like I say, the, what comes going new. And the hope is that a lot of the young people who have been shut out of the decision-making process are going to be changing just by how they live those are the new young shoots that are coming out of the Yosemite mm -hmm. fires my thing is yeah. that i think this is going to be a real blessing in retrospect i think it is and i think this is really a time for individual power i hate the word empowerment but i'll use it anyway because mm -hmm. it's not just what can the government do for us and the government saving the day but the whole point <laughs> of this discussion is that it's up to us to strengthen your immune system is your first line of defense. It's not about, yes, they'll come up with a vaccine, hopefully eventually, which may or may not be successful. It certainly won't be available for the next year. So if we want to get back to work and someone had asked about, you know, what do we think is the best strategy for opening up the government? I think the government is, I don't know if you have a, an opinion on that, we'll get there in a second. But I think this is a time where we're seeing that it's up to us to be in control of our mind, our thoughts, our hearts, our choices are healthy choices that put us you know can keep us out of that hospital and and we are in control really i mean the thing is that you know the simple things we talked about the zinc vitamin c um the vitamin d uh the there's andrographis it can be very helpful um you know i do these simple things i've got my placranol and this zithromax and any of the people i treat for fibromyalgia uh they know that if they can just call and i will call a prescription for the placranol and zithromax for them if they have symptoms and it makes a big difference and i feel very safe even if i get it you know, i do precautions but even if i do get it 
I'm not worried about it if I get it. So, so then again, some, some people asked about strategies for opening up the government and do we think we can go out without testing? But based on what you're saying, you're not afraid now. I'm not you're afraid. Not afraid. And again, I'll, I'll do out of consideration for myself and others, reasonable social distancing. But if I want to go to the Safeway, I go to the Safeway. Uh, we don't have a Whole Foods market here on the, in the middle of the South Pacific on the island <laughs> I live on. Um, it's not a time for fear. It's, yeah. a, it's a time for simple caution. Right. So if I'm out and about, I'm not going to touch things that everybody else is touching. I have a little alcohol wiped. I'll wipe right. it down. If, if I have to do the shopping cart handle, I'll wipe that down. That's just and, smart. Yeah, it's just to be cautious, right. but I'm, you know, I'm waving at everybody in the store and Hawaii, everybody's kind of doing the, hey, and it's like, there's not this like, yeah, it's it just kind of like, we found, I, I'm a hugger, you know, that's been the hardest part for me with this whole mm -hmm. virus is I'm a hugger and we'll have, you know, we'll have 70 friends come over at a time and I'm hugging them all. Um, that's been a difficult thing, but uh my wife's helped me make, no, stop it. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> that's what comes from being shut in the house for six weeks. You know? <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I did a video a while back, like touch is important. Oxy, like touching and hugging, that releases oxytocin, which makes you feel good. Yeah. It's really important. And I, my mother, my mother came over the other day. I hadn't, she hadn't been to my house. I, I had to go on a drive someplace. And I said, do you want to come just for a drive? Because I had to go drop something off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I washed my hands. She washed her hands. I hugged her and it felt really good. And she at 87 years old really appreciated that hug. She needed that hug. Exactly. And it's just like safe sex. There can be safe hugging. You yeah, know. I don't want us to stop touching. I don't want us to become a non-touching people. Yes. So. All right. <laughs> Jacob Teitelbaum. Thank you so much. So Jake's website, Vitality 101, has a ton of information you can learn about all he does. His um, Cures A to Z app is phenomenal. Download that. Keep your eyes out for Real Causes, Real Cures. Go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash immune boost, and you can download our free book that has um, 50 pages of some of the top immune boosters. Be, you know, We talked about the zinc and the NAC and the, um, and the D and the vitamin C, but there's even more stuff in that great book. And Keep watching <laughs> and share this, please. When, when we're all done, share this video and we'll, get the, we'll keep it up there and we will um, share this so that we can get people healthy. Most importantly is to be healthy and out of the house. So thank you, Jake. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> and thanks everybody for watching. I'm talking to Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum about the importance of having a strong immune system to defend yourself against coronavirus and the many other ailments that come our way every single day. He's worked with patients to understand that the secret to being strong and healthy starts actually with finding joy and avoiding negativity. Not about drugs, not about surgery. It starts with your attitude. Dr. Teitelbaum has helped thousands of patients find vital health with his balanced perspective on the judicious use of conventional medicine, along with natural strategies to help the body function at its best. He's just one of thousands of top experts who contribute to our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal where we provide guidance to help you live happier, healthier, and wealthier. Our experts share insights not just on emotional health, but on all aspects of your life, including managing your money, smart home repair, living a healthy life, how to find bargains, unique travel destinations, smart tax strategies, and so much more. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for nearly 50 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of our experts' greatest tips of all time. 
Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. 